Chapter 8 Blacks and the Church For over 150 years, the Church has taught and sustained racially prejudiced doctrines, while attributing these actions to the will of God. These teachings include a ban on black members from holding the priesthood and participating in the temple, and went as far as preaching death as a consequence for interracial marriage. Recently, the church has tried to clean up this part of its image by disavowing these past teachings. Racist Teachings from the Brethren Cain slew his brother, and the Lord put a mark upon him, which is the flat nose and black skin. If the white man who belongs to the chosen seed mixes his blood with the seed of Cain, the penalty under the law of God is death on the spot. This will always be so. How long is that race to endure the dreadful curse that is upon them? That curse will remain upon them, and they never can hold the priesthood or share in it until all the other descendants of Adam have received the promises and enjoyed the blessings of the priesthood and the keys thereof. Until the last ones of the residue of Adam's children are brought up to that favorable position, the children of Cain cannot receive the first ordinances of the priesthood. They were the first that were cursed, and they will be the last from whom the curse will be removed. You may inquire of the intelligent of the world whether they can tell why the aborigines of this country are dark, loathsome, ignorant, and sunken into the depths of degradation. When the Lord has a people, he makes covenants with them and gives unto them promises. Then, if they transgress his law, change his ordinances, and break his covenants he has made with them, he will put a mark upon them, as in the case of the Lamanites and other portions of the house of Israel. But by and by they will become a white and delightsome people. You see some classes of the human family that are black, uncouth, uncomely, disagreeable and low in their habits, wild and seemingly deprived of nearly all the blessings of the intelligence that is generally bestowed upon mankind. Brigham Young The attitude of the church with reference to Negroes remains as it has always stood. It is not a matter of the declaration of a policy, but of direct commandment from the Lord, on which is founded the doctrine of the church from the days of its organization, to the effect that Negroes may become members of the church, but they are not entitled to the priesthood at the present time. The position of the church regarding the Negro may be understood when another doctrine of the church is kept in mind, namely, that the conduct of spirits in the premortal existence has some determining effect upon the conditions and circumstances under which these spirits take on mortality. George Albert Smith that Negro race, for instance, have been placed under restrictions because of their attitude in the world of spirits, few will doubt. It cannot be looked upon as just that they should be deprived of the power of the priesthood without it being a punishment for some act or acts performed before they were born. Not only was Cain called upon to suffer, but because of his wickedness he became the father of an inferior race. A curse was placed upon him, and that curse has been continued through his lineage and must do so while time endures. Billions of souls have come into this world cursed with a black skin and have been denied the privilege of priesthood and the fullness of the blessings of the gospel. These are the descendants of Cain. 
Joseph Fielding Smith. We must not intermarry with the Negro. Why? If I were to marry a Negro woman and have children by her, my children would all be cursed as to the priesthood. Do I want my children cursed as to the priesthood? If there is one drop of Negro blood in my children, as I have read to you, they receive the curse. There isn't any argument, therefore, as to intermarriage with the Negro, is there? There are 50 million Negroes in the United States. If they were to achieve complete absorption with the white race, think what that would do. In spite of all he did in the pre-existent life, the Lord is willing, if the Negro accepts the gospel with real, sincere faith and is really converted, to give him the blessings of baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost. If that Negro is faithful all his days, he can and will enter the celestial kingdom. He will go there as a servant. Mark E. Peterson Negroes in this life are denied the priesthood. Under no circumstances can they hold this delegation of authority from the Almighty. The gospel message of salvation is not carried affirmatively to them. Negroes are not equal with other races where the receipt of certain spiritual blessings are concerned, particularly the priesthood and the temple blessings that flow therefrom. But this inequality is not of man's origin. It is the Lord's doing, is based on His eternal laws of justice, and grows out of the lack of spiritual valiance of those concerned in their first estate. Bruce R. McConkie The seeming discrimination by the Church toward the Negro is not something which originated with man, but goes back into the beginning with God. Revelation assures us that this plan antedates man's mortal existence, extending back to man's pre-existent state. David O. McKay Slavery. I will remark with regard to slavery, inasmuch as we believe in the Bible, inasmuch as we believe in the ordinances of God, in the priesthood and order and decrees of God, we must believe in slavery. I am a firm believer in slavery. Brigham Young. Seeing California as an abundant supply source for Utah, in 1851, President Brigham Young sent a company of 437 saints led by Apostles Amasa M. Lyman and Charles C. Rich, to settle in Rancho San Bernardino, California. This company included a large number of slaves. As respects to slavery in the territory, we were assured that there was little of it there, yet it is there. Some slaves had been liberated by their owners since they were taken to Utah. Others still remain slaves. But most of those who take slaves there pass over with them in a little while to San Bernardino a Mormon settlement in California. How many slaves are now held there, they could not say, but the number relatively was by no means small. A single person had taken between 40 and 50, and many had gone in with smaller numbers. The Latter-day Saints Millennial Star Civil Rights In February of 1964, Congress passed the Civil Rights Act, prohibiting discrimination according to race, religion, or sex. Four years later, Reverend Martin Luther King was martyred for his role as a leader in the movement. After his death, black preachers continued to call for full integration of blacks into white restrooms, buses, schools, jobs, and neighborhoods. As a church claiming to be led by Jesus Christ himself, 
I would expect it to be on the front line in the fight for equal rights for all people. Instead, the church did nothing. In fact, they actually tried to prevent it. In January 1964, member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, Delbert L. Stapley, wrote to LDS Michigan Governor George Romney. Governor Romney would later campaign to be President of the United States, as did his son Mitt Romney. In his letter, Elder Stapley urged Governor Romney not to support the Civil Rights Act, as it would bring the integration of blacks into society. I am sure you know that the Prophet Joseph Smith, in connection with the Negro problem of this country, proposed to Congress that they sell public lands and buy up the Negro slaves and transport them back to Africa from whence they came. I am sure the Prophet, with his vision and understanding, foresaw the problems we are faced with today with this race which caused him to promote this program. When I reflect upon the Prophet's statements and remember what happened to three of our nation's presidents who were very active in the Negro cause, I am sobered by their demise. They went contrary to the teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, unwittingly no doubt, but nevertheless, the prophecy of Joseph Smith that those who are determined to pursue a course which shows an opposition and a feverish restlessness against the decrees of the Lord, will learn perhaps when it is too late for their own good that God can do his own work without the aid of those who are not dictated by his counsel, has and will continue to be fulfilled. Delbert L. Stapley In this letter, Elder Stapley warned Governor Romney that support for civil rights was against the will of the Lord as revealed through Joseph Smith. Stapley further cautioned that punishments are in store for those who seek equality in such ways. As evidence for such dire warnings, Stapley wrote that three U.S. presidents who had fought for the equality and civil rights met an untimely death, Lincoln and Kennedy by assassination and Grant by cancer. Also, President Ezra Taft Benson gave a talk in general conference after the passing of the Civil Rights Act, but before the church changed its stance on the issue. There is no doubt that the so-called civil rights movement, as it exists today, is used as a communist program for revolution in America. Ezra Taft Benson The Civil Rights Act brought equal treatment for all people in this country and ended legal segregation. To refer to it as, quote, the so-called civil rights movement, end quote, is to belittle its great significance. Remember, this was at the height of the Cold War between the U.S. and Russia, and to refer to someone or something as communist during this time was a very derogatory statement. President Benson does not sound like the Lord's prophet bringing a message of love. It seems that the basis of these prejudiced doctrines may have began with the culture of racism held by early general authorities and perpetuated by the following leaders, until the direction the nation was moving forced the hand of the church. Distancing itself from the past. Published in 2013 on LDS.org is an article named Race and the Priesthood. It reads, quote, Today the church disavows the theories advanced in the past that black skin is a sign of divine disfavor or curse, or that it reflects actions in a premortal life, that mixed-race marriages are a sin, 
or that blacks or people of any other race or ethnicity are inferior in any way to anyone else, end quote. This latest manifesto is shocking for the rejection of teachings by past prophets as just theories, quote-unquote. Contained in this quote from the article, the church blatantly contradicts itself when disavowing that black skin is a sign of disfavor or curse. A curse was placed upon him, and that curse has been continued through his lineage and must do so while time endures. Millions of souls have come into this world cursed with a black skin and have been denied the privilege of priesthood and the fullness of the blessings of the gospel. These are the descendants of Cain, Joseph Fielding Smith. That it reflects actions in a premoral existence. The position of the church regarding the Negro may be understood when another doctrine of the church is kept in mind, namely, that the conduct of spirits in the premortal existence has some determining effect upon the conditions and circumstances under which these spirits take on mortality. George Albert Smith That mixed-race marriages are a sin. If the white man belongs to the chosen seed, mixes his blood with the seed of Cain, the penalty under the law of God is death on the spot. Brigham Young That blacks are inferior in any way to anyone else. Some classes of the human family that are black, uncouth, uncomely, disagreeable and low in their habits, wild and seemingly deprived of nearly all the blessings of the intelligence that is generally bestowed upon mankind. Brigham Young With this article, the Church disavows four points of doctrine that have been in place for 150 years and invalidates the words of the prophets by calling their teachings just theories. Follow the prophet. The church reminds us to give strict obedience to the prophet because he speaks for God and is incapable of misconduct. The Lord will never permit me or any other man who stands as president of this church to lead you astray. It is not in the program. It is not in the mind of God. If I were to attempt that, the Lord would remove me out of my place. And so he will, any other man who attempts to lead the children of men astray from the oracles of God and from their duty. Wilford Woodruff Keep your eye on the prophet, for the Lord will never permit his prophet to lead this church astray. Ezra Taft Benson Follow your leaders, who have been duly ordained and have been publicly sustained, and you will not be led astray. Boyd K. Packer Follow the prophet. Follow the prophet. Follow the prophet. Don't go astray. Follow the prophet. Follow the prophet. Follow the prophet. He knows the way. Children's Songbook Today, the church says the past leaders were in error because their statements were just theories. Applying the idea that the priesthood ban on blacks was just a theory also doesn't make much sense when considering that, in the words of President David O. McKay, quote, discrimination by the church toward the Negro is not something which originated with man, but goes back into the beginning with God, end quote. If prophets claim to speak the will of Heavenly Father when their words can be later disavowed, then how was it that they were prophets at all?
This completely undermines the prophet will never lead us astray principle. What doctrines currently attributed to God by today's prophets can be discredited as just theories by future general authorities.